Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I am Jensen Atwood, and you are watching In the Basement with Javon and Therese. One take. Thank you, Jensen. Loved it. Hi, I'm, hi, I'm Rodney. You're watching The Basement. Stay tuned. Okay. The Basement. <laughs> All right. Javon and Therese. Hey, this is Leon. That's right, Leon, from some of your favorite movies, and I'm at brunch in the basement with uh, Therese and Siobhan. <laughs> Stay here with me. Stay here with me. Still in the basement, no longer alone, with my homegirl Therese on the microphone. Music politics are just chatting it up. Brunch in the basement, see, that's what's up. You never know who might run through. <laughs> Legendary artist or someone brand new. You miss a lot when you miss one day. At least that's what I heard somebody say. But it doesn't really matter what whoever says. It's always a good show with Javon and Therese. Yeah. Brunch in the basement with Javon and Therese. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, everybody's a friend in my head. I already know everybody. <laughs> one day I'll tell you about me and Shaka Khan, but, you know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, but she doesn't know anything about it. But anyway, <laughs> no, she doesn't. She just she wasn't even there actually. But anyway, you can send me some cologne because I mean, oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I Just in case I should be Shaka Khan, I want to smell really, you know, oh, nice. Oh, God. Okie dokie, babe, whatever you say. With Tom, so and we thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, thank well, you. thank you. This part, that little piece, I'm just gonna keep and play it all the time for myself. <laughs> but no, just teasing. Hey, everybody, how are you doing? I am so, so excited about tonight's show. Um, It's always, always uh, a good thing to have a show to do in the middle of the week, something to break up the monotony and the drama and the stress of work, Um, an opportunity to spend time with you and the co-hostess with the mostest. What's up, Rezzy Boo? How you doing? What it do, boo? What it do? <clears throat> oh, my voice all day today. What happened? 
Nah, I said I've been working on my voice all day today. What do you mean working on it? You know, us East Coasters have to deal with a little more inclement weather. You know what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, I just have to. It's just more more reason for me to be somewhere hot all year round. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> is that the plan? That's the plan. Is that man. the goal? Is that is that what it is? I hear you. I hear you. You know, I just I just want to be wherever love is. That's oh, that's it. Where is the love? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know that that's that's what I'm um striving for. I just wish we can get the East Coast culture in the West. You know, the culture that I like. Before somebody calls in and says, "We got culture over here. We got culture." <laughs> and speaking of call in, boom boom. Yes, yes, we are back up and running with our telephone situation. So we're waiting for our first caller, and the number is 347-996-5394. We worked on it. Well, you know, you know how we do. And uh, it it seems to be working, so let's let's see how how it do. Uh, Pop, if you would be so kind as to give us a call, that would be greatly appreciated. Mr. Chulo. And we got our first call. It's your producer calling y'all from the control room. (laughs) (laughs) You hear? Did you hear him? Did you hear him, Rosie Pooh? Yes, I did. All big and butch. How can we? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm I just did. checking yes. in real quick, just making sure everything is up and running because we had a special show tonight. Yes, we do. And yeah. it's so funny. Um I think somebody, I'm not gonna say who, I'm just gonna look and whistle. <laughs> I think thinks that I did not know who this freaking vocal styling genius. That wasn't it. Okay. Okay. Phenomenon. Okay. Phenomenon like, that 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 should have uh, exactly. can't even get into his body of work right now because I'm a fan. He's family to 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 Therese, you know, and Mo. Woo Yeah. He's he's got amazing vocals. Um I've always wanted to interview him. Um, and tonight we get a chance to do that. So yeah. I'm grateful for the opportunity, you know. And um, All right. I just need to hear Rezzy real quick as I'm doing a test. So, Rezzy, just say something to me. Something to you. <laughs> okay, good. We'll have I, a good show, ladies. <laughs> All, right, All right. We'll have a good show. All right. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, oh, Bobby. Man. You know, I, I I just love my family. I really do. You all are the best. All of you. All of you. How is everybody doing out there in chat boogie land? We have, you know, it seems like and we do we do our shows um twice a week for all intents and purposes, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. We've got the Wednesday show, which is tonight from eleven to nine. And then we have the from seven to nine. I'm sorry, from from Strike that. Let me start again. <laughs> That's okay. It's okay. That's what I'm here for. I got your back. See? Exactly. See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? <laughs> and then we got the Saturday show, The Brunch in the Basement, 
from 11 to 1, right? Yeah. And interestingly enough, I just lost my train of thought just like that. And that's, that's been you. happening all week. That's all right. It's been a busy week. It is. It has absolutely been a busy week. Oh, I hear it. Here it is. Just like that, it reappears. And it just seems like in between every show, there is something either, well, mo- there's something devastating to report. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And it's like, like you know, like, it's just, you know, we we lost yet another legend. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not even, I'm not even, you know, although I'm I'm grateful and, and she lived a very long life, I'm not even over Cicely passing. Exactly. You know? Yeah. you know, we still haven't even gotten her services underway. And we, and then Mary's going to go. Mary Wilson, legendary, man, yeah. that's, that's two heavy hitters back to back. Yep. Like, yep. you know, here, here's a fun fact. I'm going to be full of fun facts this show. Here's a fun fact. When I was in high school, you know, and, and I think the electronic, I want to say the electronic device then may have been Walkmans or at least the cassette, the cassette Walkmans where you had the headphones and you, you, know, yeah. you pop your shoes in. Okay. All right. So when I was in high school, I had the Supremes anthology yeah. that I listened to. Over and oh, that walked me to school every morning, every morning, you know, there wasn't like I was, I was the fourth Supreme. They didn't know they had, you know, <laughs> and, and what was, what was your favorite Supreme song? Oh my, I can't do that. You can't, I, I just simply can't do that. I really can't, you know, like, you know, depending on what my mood was, is what I was singing, you know, okay. Okay. You know, I, I, was, I got I was, one. I got one. Oh, what's one, one of yours? My my favorite, my all-time favorite Supreme song. Ooh, okay. All right. And it's funny that I can, yes, I can actually do that, right? Not many people can. No. Because <laughs> they I, had so many hits. Yes. And definitely um, a part of the music that um, rocked me to sleep as a child. I remember being um, a little kid and my parents still being like young adults partying or whatever they were doing and the music was blaring it was always Motown and I remember distinctly and being in this apartment we used to live in I couldn't have been more than three years old Mm -hmm. because when we moved to where my family still lives I was like about four so I guess I could have been like four ish three ish four but anyway Mm -hmm. I remember hearing Chain of Fools and going to sleep listening to that I remember um, the distinct sounds of Motown and, and the music from back then. Mm-hmm. And um, this was always my favorite. Never meant to be in a house. Take a look at 
my life. Can an old cone run down Tennessee? My father left, he never even married mama. I shared the guilt my mama knew. So afraid that others knew I had no name. Yes. Lord, please. That's, oh, my God. That is one of the most dramatic. <laughs> yes, yes. And the way. Yes. Tenement slum. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? What? You know, you know it's like, uh, you know, another one that I love that I think Barbara Streisand later on uh, did again. Um, the Greatest Star. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, like, man, just just amazing. And, you know, like, you know, the legacy, you know, like she was an activist, you know, not too many people know that, but yeah. she she was legendary and helped so many artists without them knowing because she was part of a legislative act that helped the original performers still keep the trademark and rights to be able to tour using the name of the band, you know? Yes. And that was legendary. That was a move that, you know, um, that affected a lot of folks that may not have owned the trademark name. Like, how are you going to go see Mary Wilson and not recognize that she was part of the Supremes? Exactly. Yeah, you know, and she has to be able to use that name to tour because that's where she made the bulk of her money. You know, that's where, you know, she did a thing. She also, yes, she did write a book in, and oh, actually more than one, I believe, you know, and. <laughs> I didn't know what a love child was. <laughs> Mm, mm, okay, Mr. J. We have fun, you know. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so but but like you said, um along with the sad news, um and yes, she was, you know what? Was she? No, it was Cindy Birdsong. Cindy Cindy Birdsong, yeah. Was the original Effie. I think. Um, because she was really the one with that powerhouse voice. And I think if you think about that story, and she didn't have that, you know what? And she wasn't unattractive uh, at all. Or any Cindy Persong, she was beautiful. Yeah, of course. They but, are beautiful. Yeah, but, but that particular look, that thin, that thing, you know, you know, the story. Um, definitely, definitely, um, layered. it was, yeah, it was layered and Cindy Birdsong ended up being the one that was out. Mary Wilson stayed and then they got, I can't remember who the other third person who they got as the other Supreme. Anyway, yeah, but we have a birthday that we're celebrating also, right? Yes, 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 we do have a birthday that we're celebrating the great, the legendary Roberta Flack. Roberta Flack, yes, yes, yes. Happy birthday, Auntie Roberta. Yes, yes, yes. We know you are well in the world and just um, we just want to celebrate and uplift you. And, you know, that's a, a wonderful thing. It's just really like, wow, like. 84, right? Uh, Yeah, I believe it's 84. I believe it's 84. 
And I believe Brandon was going to call in. Yeah. The Hold number on. to the number to dial cuz Brandon the number to dial is 347-996-5394 and that number is for anybody to dial if you want to call and say hey. Um we would love to hear your voice, you know, especially during the first half of the show, the first hour. Um if you want to call and say hi to me and Therese, um that'd be dope. And if you want to say hi to Mr. Patterson, um, I don't think that would be too much of a problem if your brief brevity is relevant. Yeah. You you don't want me to cut you off. Keep it cute. Keep it cute. You know? (laughs) But you know what's funny? Of all the years that I did the, um, the podcast, I never had anyone disrespect a guest. Anybody, every the only people like, and it only happened like maybe twice that I had to cut someone off. And I, I remember distinctly one time someone was crying too long. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm talking to you. And it would, went on. I was like, okay, call back when you get yourself together, honey, because you know, <laughs> it was just too much. Um, yeah, it, it just it just went on, and then another one, a person seemed not to be able to keep their thought pattern, you know, and it yeah. was too much. It was too much rambling. I'll say it like that. So yeah, well, we gotta coax them along. And yes, I just want to shout out the fact that we still have registration is still open. From May 28th through June 1st, Memorial Day weekend, for the LGBT Arts and Culture Music Festival. Yes, 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 as Pop is putting on the chat. It's a five-star luxury resort, five-diamond resort to be exact, and it's adults-only, all-inclusive resort. Yeah, we got five restaurants, two sack bars, nine bars, including some bars, full-service spas. Yada, 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 yada. We're going to have a good time. Go and have a good time. Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> you are funny. I so have to get out off of the United States soil. Yeah, <laughs> well, we shall see what we shall see. That's what Grandma always says. Speaking of the United States, what in the tomfoolery? I can't look. If I don't want to even talk about it. No. I, I don't want to talk about that. Let's, let's not. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's just give ourselves and the people and the good good people of the studio chat a break from yeah. that. How about this?
<laughs> I swear. You know. That is another legend. You know, the great Diana Ross. You know, I wonder, I wonder how, you know, I would just, just send a prayer for Diana Ross. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and the Motown family and, and the family, direct family and friends of the late great Mary Wilson. And can I tell you the last time I saw Mary Wilson, she was looking like she just walked out of a pageant. Really? Oh my God. Like, um, and it wasn't that long ago. It was at the Sugar Bar in New York. Oh, yeah. Um, Niall Simpson's, Ashford and Simpson's spot. And she came in and just lit up the room. Can I tell you? Just grace personified and beautiful. Yeah. You know, yeah. and just, just, you know, and yeah, greeted and socialized and, you know, just oh, take your throne, queen. Take your throne. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, like I like I said, you know, so many deaths, and we have to look at something positive to celebrate. And with that, you know, we have this. Godson is on the phone. Brandon, is that you? Let's get it. What's up, Javon? <laughs> What's up, buddy? How you doing, baby? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. So let's talk a little bit about your godmother. Happy birthday, Roberta Flack, the legendary songstress of all time. Yeah. I love you so much. Um, what can I say? What do you What, what do you want me to start? <laughs> Wherever. Give us a Roberta, a funny Roberta, a vibrant Roberta story. Wow. That that you don't want to share. Funny? Funny? Um, 
you so much. Oh, I don't um, know. What can I say? What do you want? What do you want me to say? Where? Uh, give us a well, Roberta, funny Roberta, a vibrant Roberta story. Oh, I'm getting feedback on this phone. Wow. That that you don't mind sharing. Funny. Do you hear me, Rez? Um, I can hear you, so but much. I'm getting feedback. Oh. No, that's, um, that's okay. What can I say? What do you what, what do you want me to say? Do you hear me now? Okay, I don't yep, hear it no more. Absolutely. All right, cool. Yeah, I was getting the echo. Well, um, my funny, funny story. Um, there's so many. Um, well, let me see. I can think of a time where I had called her. It's not really, it's not really funny, but it's kind of out, out, out this world. And um, Roberta had an event to do in D.C., and um, she was performing at Howard University, where she graduated from. And um, I had wrote to her the day before. Now, mind you, I was going to meet her in D.C. And um, she went over there and was going to perform a full concert. And uh, I'm at home. You know, I was going to take the Greyhound. And because I had time, you know, she gets up early in the morning and she leaves early and, you know, gets herself together. And uh, I'm like, okay, I'm getting ready, you know, by 11-ish, 12-ish to get on that Greyhound. takes about three hours to get down there. And um, I get a call. And I'm coming out of the shower. And she's like, Brandon, where are you? And I said, I'm home. I said, where else am I going to be? I'm getting ready to go see you. And she said, I need you to run to my house because I forgot my dress. And I said, what? I said, I said, okay. I said, okay. She said, call me back. Bye. Hung up the phone. So I get dressed, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to get nice and fancy and whatever. I'm just going to put on what I have on and get in the cab and go to 72nd Street. And I'm like, wow, I hope there's no traffic. So now, mind you, we're running into 2, 2.30 in the afternoon. Roberta's probably in the hotel you know, waiting on me or whatever, knowing that it takes about three, four hours to get back and, I mean, to get to uh, D.C. from New York, about four hours roughly. And um, she's like, well, I'm going to have a car service get you. Find my dress. It should be on the living room, in the living room stand. It should be ready. Go get it now. So my heart is racing, pumping, 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 pumping. And I said, wait, but I have no money to get anywhere. She's like, I'm like, all right, let me not even worry. I get to the Dakota. And um, go upstairs, have the driver waiting outside, and um, then um, I'm like, okay, now what? And he's like, okay, he's all nervous too, sweating bullets. It's like uh, summertime, uh, 90 degree plus, and um, we're off, off we go. And three hours, four hours later, finally there. When I get there, Roberta... Um, I said, Roberta, she's like, Brandon, what took you so long? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not driving. And I get to the hotel room, and she looks at the dress and tells me that it is the wrong one. <laughs> so I could not do anything. And I was like, you know what? Just like, just please just shoot me now. And um, she ended up having, so I said, wait, there's got to be something going on. So I went through her luggage. And kid you not, 
there was the dress that she needed for the event. So wow. that is a story that um, I will never forget and was bracing for my life. Oh, awesome. You wouldn't got the cheesecake, but it was a dress instead. That was making the band 5.0. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, you know what? When a legend calls, you just have to show up and do what it do. You know, you got to drop know. everything. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Well, when you speak to her next, please tell her that Javon and Therese wish her well, happy, Absolutely. prosperous birthday, and that we love her here on Brunch in the Basement. She is in great spirits, and I surely will. And thank you guys for always supporting her and loving her. Absolutely. It's one of our legends. Thank Absolutely. you, Brandon. Thank I'll you, Big Head. Later. <laughs> okay, right. Where's Monifa? She is doing Monifa business. All right. Tell her, tell her, tell her she ain't sleep. I'm going to call her later. I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye, y'all. Yeah, so... The 2021 Rock and Roll Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees are out. Yep, yep, yep. We just talk about this banging ass list this year. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so all right, we got Mary J. Blige. Yes. We got Jay Z. Yep. We got Fela Kuti. Yep. We got LL Cool J. Yep. We got Tina Turner and Dionne Warwick. We got Kate Bush, the Foo Fighters, the Go-Go's, Iron Maiden, Karen King, the New York Dolls, Rage Against the Machine, Todd Rundgren, and, let me see, did I miss anybody? Stop. (laughs) The Fire, Chaka Khan. Yep, yep, yep. I said Tina Turner. And 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 you know what's interesting, you know I think, you know I'm gonna be a little Issa Rae on this. I'm born buried by black. I feel you. But be it that we created rock and roll. Sorry, I just had to say that because no, we created everything. You know, it's true. I think that you know. He's a everybody here on this list is is a legend in their own right, you know. So there is, you know, and not that this, you know, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a, you know, they have uh, uh, primed it to be a prestigious honor. Um, however, you know, there's nothing like lifting your own just because. And we got too many legends on this list, you know, um, to even consider any of them nominated is, you know, an honor, of course. But you know. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, that's us. And in the words of the, the late, great Little Richard, Rock and Roll, I did that. He did that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, take a listen to this, and you tell me, or you know what? You don't have to tell me anything. Check this out. Hold on. Why can't I get anything together today? It's just <laughs> like just nothing is working. I don't know. Except you can call in. Three four seven nine nine six five three nine four. Yeah.
Now, you know what? When you consider that was an original composition by a black man, a lot of people don't realize that Scott Joplin was a black man. Mm. I was say, the entertainer. Yes. yes. And when you listen to it, like from a black music perspective, mm. and mm-hmm. you don't, you know, and just take away bass line because we funkiest all get out. Oh, get out. On the bass. Forget the drums. Mm. And you just listen to that. There's a certain soulfulness to this song that when you realize that it's a black person, you feel that driving, especially when you think about that time. You mm-hmm. you understand what I'm saying? The time mm-hmm. in which it came out. I just want to play it one more time for the people in the back. Okay. Go for it. Funky intro. I know, Jane, I can hear you in my ear, okay? But I'm just saying, we are just... <laughs> we are channeling Jane Elliott here. Yes, I just heard her in, in my ear say, there's only one race, the human race. But, okay, true, okay, true, but with along with the melanin came a whole bunch of soulfulness, came a bunch of the... Uh, mm, uh, yeah. <laughs> no. I'm super, super excited about today's guest. And, I, and, you know, and I forgot, he had me thinking about all of the wonderful kids shows that were very popular, you know, um, at a time. What was your first kids show that you remember? Bozo. Kids show? Bozo the Clown. Oh, okay, so Bozo the show itself. Yeah. Bozo the Clown. It was a kid show. It was a clown and a bunch of kids. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, when I was a little, little one, Sesame Street wasn't even out yet. Right. I'm thinking of, uh, I was thinking of, maybe I should have um, posed it as a kids ensemble. You know, and that was, that was an ensemble. Well, yeah. Okay. So. Remember Bozo. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So if I say, um, ensemble than maybe the Mickey Mouse Club because that did that that was there um, but I do remember and I loved Sesame Street when it came out but it wasn't really I wouldn't say an ensemble I, when I think ensemble I think something different I remember the electric company oh yeah I remember shout out. Yeah, I remember um the different iterations of the Mickey Mouse Club really. Um Wonderama. I remember Wonderama. Yeah, I didn't watch it but I remember when it was out. Um and Zoom. Zoom. And then when you talk about ensemble, 
for some reason, when you said ensemble, that show pops into my head because I can see the kids singing it. Come on, yeah. zoom, 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 zoom. Yeah, and they were, and you know, and you, you know, I loved any show that had a black kid in it. Yeah, but you know? but but I also think of like the Magic Garden. There were no kids in it, but oh, there are no lots of story boxes. Oh my God, I love those two white girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, oh. oh. And remember Alegre? Do you remember that one? Who? Alegre. No. It was the Spanish version of kind of Zoom, but there was a lot more rhythmic. I loved it. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. They had the best theme song. La, 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 la. Yes, the magic garden. Yep. Yeah, no, no I don't remember that. Nope. Nope. Well, of course you remember Kids Incorporated, and that was when you were probably in high school. Or I don't I, really remember Kids Incorporated. You don't? No. That was like in 84. Why would I be? Well, I was a grown-ass woman in 84. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, if you... That's like, from, ask, that's like asking me about Barney. I mean, I remember so, there was this... Uh, dinosaur a purple dinosaur but i couldn't tell you what it was about at that time i had a godson and i just remember him saying he couldn't even speak english yet and he was like i love bonnie like (laughs) yeah i had nieces growing up and and barney was a thing you know you tend to if you have kids coming behind you you tend to remember certain things because you had to have them in your house and and that's the way you know and at some point we were we were latchkey kids, so yeah, when you yeah, got definitely. home, you had to do your chores before you could watch things like Soul Train or Fat Albert or whatever was coming on around those times. And PBS had some banging ass shows, you know. That's where uh, Zoom was and Wonderama, and you know. Yeah. I remember Kids Incorporated because they had a black a little black boy on there. Yes, and yes. Was fun. Talented and little black boy. <laughs> I want to ask him if he kept any of his hats because he always had the funky hats and I loved Uh hats back then, you know. And I was I was in high school, you know, um, kids incorporated days, but um oh wait, or was I was I still in high school? Maybe not. (laughs) But I remember being young and I remember I remember uh Rasan. (laughs) Yes. Because he was a black boy and he was cute. With a hat, and he was dancing and singing, and I was like, "All right, at least you know they continue." And they had uh, Fergie in that show, and what do they have? And I think Mario Lopez, I'm mistaken. Yes, yes. I know Fergie was in it for a minute, you know. Yeah, Kids Incorporated, and they had storylines. They had real, you know. I check out the stuff, you know. You would. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. I kind of grew up in that that. You know, a Wonderama, Zoom kind of, you know, I'm Bernadette. That's what she did with her arms, you know. I remember that kind of stuff. It was nostalgic to me, as was Sesame Street, Electric Company, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little long in the tooth, (laughs) to be honest. But, yeah, yeah. But he was a cute, he was a cute little boy, I'll tell you that much. And he's a fine-ass grown man, can I tell you. Yeah, so how, how did you, how did you meet him? Um, was he a friend of yours, or was he a friend of Moe's, or was it mutual? How did y'all get him to sing at your wedding? 
That's a fun fact. Yes. Well, I can tell you that story particularly. Um, we he came to town, or were we in Atlanta? I forget where we were because we're always moving around. But we went to see him perform live, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mo calls him up. We're gonna come to the show. Blah blah blah. We shoot over there. We get there, and it's like something out of the ordinary. It's always never planned, which are the best times. And um, in his set, uh, we grooving because he's got so many hits. And then he slows it down. And it was right around the time we were planning our wedding. <clears throat> and, you know, anybody that knows anything about one bride is going to make you crazy. You got two brides planning a wedding with ideas and things and stuff. And, you know, sometimes, you know, getting everything in sync and trying to figure it all out is, is a mess, you know. And we had thought about everything, but Mo wanted, she hadn't picked her song, how she was going to walk down the aisle. Well the bridge at this point. So long story shorter, <laughs> we were in the audience and he sang, can't you wait a minute. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like staring at him and listening. I'm a lyric queen from way back. And I am in tears, literally. And much to my surprise, I looked to my right and she was in tears too. Hmm. So she reached over and she put her hand on top of mine. And then I said, Hey, and she's like, I think we found our song. And, and, um, and the rest is, uh, the rest is history. He did. Uh, he was the person that sang. Now that's not now the other side of that, which, you know, kind of rubbed me wrong. A lot of people think that it was, and here's the fun fact I was going to mention. A lot of people think that it was Kiki Wyatt who we walked down the aisle, she did too. And it wasn't. Kiki actually sang at the reception. You know, Rasan was the one that actually sang at the actual wedding ceremony. So when she's crossing the bridge um, uh, and coming over into the scene, he's actually singing, Can We Wait a Minute? And um, it was just beautiful. You know, and I had to, I remember thinking to myself, because shout out to uh, Rain Supreme, because she did my my makeup. And I remember saying, don't blink, don't blink, don't blink. Now, I did have on waterproof mascara, <laughs> but it wouldn't help anything coming down my face, you know. And I was, just don't blink, don't blink. So there's a part where I'm just like this, and I leaned all the way over so that I could drop the <laughs> You actually see that. There's a point when I, you see me just lean over and blink. <laughs> People think I'm actually crying that hard, but no, I'm leaning over to blink so that I can clear my eyes of the tears without it running down my face. I guess that's like a model trick or something. It, 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 it is. <laughs> well, I don't, well, I don't know. It's, it's a it's a save your makeup because you got, you know, save yourself, you know. <laughs> but, um <sighs> Yeah, I was crying, don't get me wrong, but I had to kind of knock them out of my head because I needed to be able to see, and I did not want the smudging, and it was just, it was hilarious. You know, it was hilarious. Yeah. But, uh, and I'm forever grateful to Rasan for um, being a part of our moment, you know. Well, that's amazing. I mean, that that man, he, whoo, he can sing. He can sing. Um, why don't we play some of his music before he comes on? Let's go. Do you want to do that? 
So I just want to warn everybody right now that if you are watching this broadcast mm-hmm. on Facebook, be more than likely, if we're even still on, because I got notification that Warner Brothers didn't um, appreciate me playing um, Roberta Flack on Facebook. So I'm going to let you all know that we are live YouTube on YouTube, WJBR Internet Radio. That's WJBR Internet Radio on YouTube. And if you're afraid of YouTube for some reason, uh, you can call and listen to the show on Blog Talk Radio. The number is 347-996-5394. And if you're bold enough, you can even, I don't know, say hello to me and Therese. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, everybody's doing really well tonight because I only see one person, Callie West. Slide your beautiful self on over to uh, YouTube. And again, that's WJBR. Ah, so Pops just. Radio. Pops just said we're off YouTube. Although. (laughs) Or Facebook, he said. Or Facebook, or Facebook, yeah. But I'm looking at it right here. But that's so. What I'll do, what I can do is just um, I could maybe I'll figure that out. Who cares? I'll, I'll I'll take care of it. In the meanwhile, we will play some music. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. Can can we do that right? Thank you. 
wait a minute Cause baby for the first time I feel like I'm in love Can't we wait a minute Cause baby for the first time Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Patterson himself. Hello there. <laughs> I, I thought I would try to make uh, Therese cry before you came on. Oh. And I felt it coming up, but you know. <laughs> I've been well, playing it. I've been play- I, I knew you were going to try that, so you know what I did? <laughs> I've been playing it since last week anyway. <laughs> all good. All good. Hey, bro. How you doing? Uh, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. What's been going on? How you doing? I'm good and blessed, you know, keeping it um, moving as much as possible as we can in, uh, you know, lockdowns and COVIDs and things like that. Yeah. But uh, I'm blessed, you know. Yes. Good. You know, I know. Hello, Javon. How you doing? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. Yo, I I feel so wonderful right now having you on this show um i've been a long time fan and um i feel like this is just such a blessing and i'm amazed that's it you know it's like i i don't i'm i'm not normally tongue-tied there are not many artists that get me in this space um and before i forget um, Dawn Robinson of In Vogue right. asked me to give you a message and it okay. was that you are wait I want to get it right I, I, we'll get back to Dawn what Dawn said because I was not I was not thinking about Dawn <laughs> for the first time ever but um, you I have to say that you. you have golden pipes mm. love your vocals your styling is your choices just amazing you could sing thank you you're one of the few people who could sing the the alphabet and not just be like what are you gonna do with the letter z oh. wait till he can, wait what he did That's with t nice. oh no wait the v so thank you so much for for you're joining welcome. us and giving us some time thank you all for having me thank you for the invite yes yes we, yes 
We had people flying in our DMs all week, Rasan, for sure. So we announced okay. you were coming, um, and then we got the promo out, and it's been like, folks really check for you, for real, for real, you know? Um, they do, and I'm grateful for that, what, very much so. How, tell, tell me, so let's, let's get into the music, you know, real fast, yeah. you know? Um, what, seven, seven, eight, seven studio albums? Seven. seven. Okay. Yeah, and, seven albums. And you've written most of them? Uh, of all seven, I've probably, aside from the uh, holiday album called The Ultimate Gift, mm-hmm. um, there were probably three songs that I did not write. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest were original uh, material. Mm-hmm. And as far as my albums that... Um, probably maybe out of the six that were not the holiday album, there's probably maybe four, <laughs> maybe five, five or six out of those six albums that I didn't write a, a song. Wow. Okay. So there's a lot going on internally, clearly. So you are clearly <laughs> prolific, right? So let me mm. just let me just let you know that Dawn Robinson of In Vogue said, Javon, if you remember, please tell Rashawn that I adore him and he's the baddest male vocalist on the mm. planet in capital P L A N E T. That's and then very she nice. did her little laughing out loud, which of course is a very cute giggle coming from his giggle. <laughs> you know? That's very nice of her. Um I met her early 2000s, I believe, and um, you know she's the OG of En Vogue, and mm-hmm. you know she sang what was that song? Uh, I can't keep wasting my time waiting on you. That was my joint from that album. Uh, I can't think of the title of it, but tell her I said thank you. I certainly will. I certainly will. What what does that what what does that feel like for you, Rasan? What does that feel like for you when people gush? Well, you know, now it feels great, and I feel comfortable in receiving the gushiness and the love. There was a time when, particularly during my first two albums, um, where I was just really unable to receive compliments, you know. Um, But over time and doing all of the self-work that is necessary to do, mandatory, Mm. you know, as it relates to our elevation and enlightenment and things, you know, clearing through all of the baggage and stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, I found myself worthy of everything you know including the uh adulation and the love that people give me so I can receive it without feeling any kind of way other than grateful you know good well I'm I'm I'm, first of all amen to the self-work I am a poster Mm -hmm. child of self-work I mean dig it on up and out and I'm and uh it feels like, and this is, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to keep it from an outside perspective. Um, but out, it feels like you let it all out on in in through your pen. 
Would that be accurate? That would be accurate, and it would be uh, fully transparent to admit that from the moment I started writing demos for my first album at 18, when I was at the threshold of releasing my thoughts and feelings and experiences into the world, I had to literally stop and say to myself, okay, you know what you're about to do, right? And you know there really is no other option if you're to be the artist that you know you are. And if you at all have taken in what the greatest artists of all time who have influenced and inspired you, if indeed you are looking to uh, expound on what they have instilled in you, it's not an option. Mm. And who would those artists be? Every great legend you could imagine. <laughs> okay, so give <laughs> us know, a couple of names. Cause... Sarah Vaughn, Billie Holiday, mm-hmm. Prince, Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. you know, Marvin Gaye, Al Green. Patti LaBelle, you know, just all of the greats, Whitney Houston, Mm. Mm -hmm. you know, all of those singers and artists have taught me to do what I do. So you see, I had to, I had to make sure that you were able to see. Oh, Billy, yes, yes. I love that photograph. Yes, yes, it's it's absolutely my favorite. It's so good. And there are so many images of her. Mm-hmm. That one is just really telling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I believe that was the last uh, studio session. It was. Uh, yeah. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, someone wants to know, and um, it's a good question, whether or not you touch instruments. I do when I'm writing and coming up with uh, foundations for tracks and you know, sometimes I'll leave keyboards, you know, that I've played um, as well as drum machines or I had one opportunity on my Wines and Spirits album. I was gifted a bass mm. and um, I had been fumbling around with it. And when I was in the studio uh, coming up with music for that album, I had the bass and I just started playing this line. Hmm. And it became the song Cloud Nine. Wow. The baseline on that song. And then I had one of the dopest musicians ever, Jubu Smith, to come in and play guitar as well as live bass on top of my little loop that I, you know, had played one time really well <laughs> and just looped that motherfucker. Yeah. But, you know, it was great to be able to do that. You know, and that's the beauty of music and being an artist. Um, You can always, there's always room and space for you to pick up an instrument and expand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Which keeps your evolution as an artist and musician fresh. Mm -hmm. You know, regardless of if people are receptive to whatever the outcome is musically 
but for yourself it just adds a new element to your craft and a learning curve you know that ultimately is felt and expressed keeps it new mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah. In in 1997, you wrote, "Can't we wait a minute?" Mm. Now, <laughs> what the fuck was going okay. for that to hit the that literally? And I was sharing with the audience right before we have a, a whole chat rolling over here, and um, I was sharing with them before we were in the bowels of putting wedding plans together, and you know, and you were like the, the blessed reprieve for us to go and see you live. And for those of you who have not seen Rasan Patterson live, make it your life's work. But we got there and we were like rushing as we always are in situations. But, you know, one time we actually able to be still around Mm -hmm. that time was during one of your performances. And we hadn't selected a wedding song, you know, most that she was going to do it, then I was going to do it, and she was going to do it. We just couldn't find something that spoke to that. And then you slowed the set down with that. And mm-hmm. I, I am entranced. I am in tears. And when I looked over to say something to her gently, she was in tears. So we knew at that point, she said, you know what? I think we found our song. And what was going on, what was going on for that to just like, for that to be birthed in 97? Well, I'm going to tell you, it was actually birthed in 95. Ooh, okay. And um, the guy that I had uh, produced it with, Jamie Jazz, I was introduced to him through a friend wow. named Martika, who he was working with at the time. And she brought me into the studio to work and sing backgrounds on their stuff. And after I met him, he started calling me to do demos for him. So I would go to his studio, sing demos for him, bounce. And then one time he called me in and I thought I was going to do a demo. And actually I did do a demo. And after I was done, I was getting ready to leave. And he was like, hey, come here a minute. And then I walked over to the piano where he was sitting and he played the chorus. Mm. And he sang the hook. So he already had, can we wait a minute? And I was like, oh, that's pretty. Because baby, for the first time. And I was like, okay. And then he said, go in the booth and just sing whatever comes to the top of your head. Wow. What? And at this point, I was maybe, no, actually, this was like 94, 93, 94. So I was like 19, 20, maybe. Mm. And um, so I go into the booth. And I'm like, oh, I'd never done it before like that. So, you know, I just held what that chorus made me feel. Mm-hmm. And it was so pretty. Like, I just instantly was like, oh, you know, and it made me quite emotional. And so I went in the booth and everything you hear was from that day when I recorded off the top of my head. Wait a minute. Are you telling us that Can't We Wait a Minute was a freestyle? Yes. Whoa. 
except for the chorus. Yeah. So I went in and I, you know, as I knew where the chorus would be placed. So I would, I, everything else was just from the top of my head. And when the chorus came, I just sang the chorus. And he hadn't played me the bridge part. Mm. So as I was in there, he was playing simultaneously with me as I was singing. Mm. And so he just started playing the bridge part. And I just started singing what came to me, you know, and that was it. Mm. Mm. Wow. So that, that's some need to, that's some, mm. ooh, because that song is still like quite coveted in this household, as you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. It is um, one of my all-time Rasan Patterson favorites, you know. And thank you for inviting me to sing that at y'all's nuptials. That was really nice. I was honored to have you say yes. It was really nice. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and I was telling the folks, you know, the fun fact about it was that people thought that Kiki actually sang our wedding song, and she did not, you know. um, Right, right. Rasan, Kiki sang at the reception, you know, and shout out to Kiki Wyatt, but she did not sing. The wedding song that was sang by Rasan Patterson. So we got that out the way, you know. Um, and that was that was a fun fun trip too. Yeah, a fun a fun few days. Yeah, yeah, we we were actually stuck in Hawaii in a good way, you know. Um, yeah, because we had a blizzard on the East Coast, so we just you know we just stayed in the pool and drank. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was that was really nice. Are you open to accepting a phone call from a Me, fan? Me, yes. Okay, let's sure. see. Let's see what's going on here. 3307, what's your name and where you calling from? Hey, fam, it's Loretta. How you doing? Hey, Loretta. Loretta. Hey. Hi, Loretta. Hi, Devon, Rashawn. I love you. I'm trying not to queen out. I'm trying to be real cool. I'm just <laughs> going to sit back and listen. Um, I would like to hear some more stuff with you and Layla Hathaway, so I'm just going to put that out there. Um, okay. So, you know, whenever y'all can get together, please just bless us with something, anything, whatever you choose. And um, that's that all means I got you, to say. That means you like um, 6 a.m.? Say it again? That, does that mean you like 6 a.m., the song Six, that we did? Um, any, listen, anything that you sing, that she sings, I like. Period. Okay. Period. <laughs> Thank you. I'll All take right. that as a yes. <laughs> Thank Period. you. Thank All right. you, Loretta. I'm trying, I'm trying not to queen out. <clears throat> it's okay. I'm trying not to shed a tear. I'm trying to hold it together. All right. You so y'all it. just keep on. All right. Thank and I'm going to just lay in the cut and listen in. All right. I'm hanging Thank up. Y'all be good. You. Love y'all. Love you Thank too, you, babe. Too. Yeah, we got folks saying 6 a.m. is the jam. It sure is. And you've also written for others. Um, mm-hmm. And for those who don't know, I don't, you know, uh, one of the big ones was Brandy's joint, Baby, you know? Yes. And yeah. I believe I even assisted with that video, I believe. I can't remember. Did you? Did In Times Square? Yes, yes, Times Square. That was over and over and over. Can I tell you, you know, they when they shoot videos, how they have to keep playing the track over and over and over again? Mm-hmm. By the time that was over, all I could sing and hear was, bay, bay, bay. but you know what? It's, it's right. classic Rasan, though. It's classic Rasan Patterson. I knew that then. I was like, you know, who wrote this? I had to ask on set. 
I was one of the writers, um, Keith Crouch, who produced it and um, co-wrote it with myself and Kipper Jones. Mm. Um, Keith had invited me to write a song for this girl that he was going to be working on. And he had heard my demo <laughs> at working, the time. Of working like, on or working with? Say it again. Was he working on the girl or working with her? He was working with her. Okay, thank he was you. working. He was working with her on her album. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. I see. You know, you never uh, know. Clarity, absolutely. <laughs> um, and so he had heard the demos that I had prepared and recorded for my own uh, record deals and stuff, and uh, he loved them. And then he invited me to start singing backgrounds on different people that he was working with. And he was like, yo, I'm working with this girl and I want you to write with me. And so we did. So someone wants to know, um, because they realize that you've written for Brandy and Tevin Campbell. um, The question is, do you have other business ventures outside of your own music? For example, are you writing or producing for other artists? You seem to be brimming with so many talents and gifts. No, that's a, mm. And that is a fact. Mm, thank you. Um, I have, over the last five, six years, uh, been hired as a photographer mm. to shoot songwriters that were, that are managed by uh, a friend of mine who gave me the opportunity to, you know, continue to exercise my photography skills back in 2014. That was the first time I was hired and paid as a photographer. And so through the course of these years, I've just been continually growing in that medium and stuff and finding so much joy and fun in being behind the camera. Um, But I also was able to, I've directed maybe four videos, music videos for some indie artists, which have been fun and great. So, you know, it's always great to, um, to stay creative and to uh, discover not only passions in other areas of your creativity, but to learn that as a gifted individual, blessed with a talent, taps into every facet of your creativity. Whatever lane you go down creatively, it will produce the same results, you know? It's in a different medium. Mm -hmm. So how I approach my music, how people hear it and feel it, how it's translated, how it resonates, Mm -hmm. that is also the case when I take a picture Mm -hmm. of someone or something. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. if I direct a video, the sentiments, the heart, the spirit, all of those same things show up because that is who I am. Mm -hmm. So it was wonderful to learn that like you embody creativity 
to the fullest. So wherever you put that, it's going to be that, you know? Right. So that's a wonderful thing to have learned and to be able to consistently feel and further explore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people saw your beautiful face on in the 1984, 83. <laughs> 84. 84, Kids Incorporated. So, so before mm-hmm. you ask your question, before okay. you ask your question about Kids Incorporated, um, mm-hmm. let me just do this. Okay. Hey, it sounds like something we know. Feels like my battery's in need of a jump. I love this running down and failing to slump. You see a toxic get my fire burning. Get my engine moving and stuff these wheels are turning. I love to do some sweet destination. You've got the time, I'll bring this week out of these changes, you know, 
Mm. Um, so from like 15 to 16, I didn't sing. And my father, he saw that I was going into a depression or was actually in a depression, you know. And uh, he found a manager for me who happened to be a disc jockey in L.A. and connected, you know. And so he came home one day and was like, yo, I found this um, this manager for you. And I want you to meet him and we have to go meet him. Da, 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 da. So went to meet him and his name was Frankie Ross and he worked for KJLH at the time. And it was through him that I was able to meet and work with George Duke and Stanley Clark mm. at 16. Hmm. And they invited me to record a song and sing a song on their third album together called Three. The, so- the, the album was entitled Three. The song that I did was called No Place to Hide. Mm-hmm. So that was wonderful. And got to do the Arsenio Hall show with them, singing that song mm-hmm. at 16. <laughs> but um it was great mm-hmm. it was great but yeah that clip right there oh and p- people tend to for some reason like gravitate towards that particular season mm-hmm. when they show clips and things mm-hmm. which is really odd to me like you know why they choose that you know when there are like three seasons prior where the voice was cuter voice was higher you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, but that's to you, you know. You know that's what I'm saying. Yeah, totally. You know, people obviously still see whatever they see, and it's wonderful. Sure but there was a time when I would like cringe mm. and not not. Actually, there were some years when I couldn't watch any of those shows. Mm. But mm. you know, I think young men, especially um, who are in the business go through that when they start off as child singers or actors and then their features change dramatically and drastically. Their voices go through that um, croaky, you know, going from that um, falsetto sort of voice to that now am I going to be a tenor and it's... It's a mess. Yeah. And then... (laughs) Yeah. and and, a mess. You know, but not everybody comes through that. And you did they don't. look at you. And I will tell you that fortunately I through the course of from maybe twelve to fourteen, I had worked with Seth Riggs, who was the vocal coach of all vocal coaches. Barbara Streisand, Michael Jackson, everybody. You know, he was the it dude. And so at twelve, one of the other uh stars of the show she started taking vocal lessons she had been taking vocal lessons with him and I went with her one time and decided that I would take lessons from him now at the time that I'm taking the lessons from him I'm hitting all the notes with ease like you know but I'm subconsciously taking in technique Mm. that would reveal itself by the time I was 18, mm. 19, 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, from 12 to 14, I'm like, okay, I get it, but I can still do this the way I'm doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. And by the time I had gone on the road to sing background with Martika, and um, from there, I was able to use all of the tools that he provided, which allowed me today to be able to sing in certain registers, you know. Listen. Yes, I'm totally grateful for that. Listen, you, uh, you know, one of my favorite things to say to folks that really hit me in a space that can hum sounds, you know. <laughs> It's like the, and put accents on things that are just not like you know. There's the lyric, and then there's the off the lyric, the sound, the 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 emoting on a on a on a live. You are one of those artists, and uh, you just have tasty choices, Rasan. Thank you, thank you. Senior <laughs> and and it and you never hit in the same pocket. It's like it's almost like where do you want to go? And if if your body follows you with the with the the whole vibe of where you're going, it's just, you can land anywhere because you never know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's the beauty of, uh, allowing yourself to be a vessel as well as that fine line between being that vessel yet the driver of the ship. Mm. Okay. Like you, you gotta, you gotta, do both you know what I mean and in hindsight I can relate how and why I began to detach myself from the room per se Mm -hmm. and then ascend to this other place that allows me to be a conduit and just let spirit just dictate what's happening mm-hmm. through me and my voice and my head and my heart. And that all started because when I was a kid, before I moved to California and was on TV, my grandmother would make me sing in our family's church. And I loved singing around the house. I loved singing in the car. I loved singing, you know, coming back into the classroom. But the minute somebody said, sing for us, it was like, no, (laughs) I don't want to do that. And so I was very happy singing with my cousins in the choir, being a part of the choir, being a part of the soprano section. Like I was good with that. But the minute it was, you step out and sing a song, couldn't stand it. And so what I would do is I would literally be crying (laughs) because I did not want to sing. And it was really about even then being such an empath that looking at people, I thought that it was more about them looking at me but it was not. It was about me being able to see all of them. Mm. And it was too much mm. for me. Mm-hmm. And so I would disconnect and I would close my eyes so that I didn't have to see anybody. And in doing that, I was able to go. Yeah. yeah. And with that, it's like space travel. Mm. 
essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why it still happens today. Would you would you liken that to to uh, stage fright a bit? Uh, absolutely. Mm. Abs- absolutely. However, I did cross that line of not being afraid anymore. Okay. Uh, knowing though that my intention is to immediately go to that place, not to avoid the people anymore, mm-hmm. but because that is where the purest form of the expression comes from. Okay. Wow. How how does that how does that and I'm and I'm and I'm 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 gonna drill down on that just a minute, you know, um to ask this question. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do no psychosocial, but I I definitely <laughs> promise you I'm not gonna do that. But but I but I definitely wanna know how that um translates to intimacy. In what sense? Um, well, what comes up immediately for you? Hearing that? Mm-hmm. Uh, not certain if you're talking about physical intimacy with a person or the intimacy of standing in front of tons of people singing, mm-hmm. you know, which in a lot of ways is very much the same. In a lot of ways. <laughs> in a lot of ways, it's very much the same. You know, because it's full transparency, it's sensual, you know, Uh, it's stimulating, you know, it creates a feeling of divinity. Mm. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm. Depending on who you're watching sing or how you who it is that's you're there to be entertained by mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. um cuz not every person that gets on a stage taps in to that back you know what i mean um i was always drawn to the ones who did mm-hmm. when i was younger and still mhm you know those those performers and those artists, those singers, those musicians that just tap in and tap out, like all the way, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, as far as the intimacy part, but what were you referring to? Um, I wanted to see honestly what came up immediately. I would have taken either answer. Um, I, <laughs> I know I know from the audience perspective what it feels like because I'm a lyric queen, you know, mm. and tapped into some good old Rasan Patterson phrasing, and just just the way you caress not only the lyric but just just your intention, you know. Now all this could be in my head and it can stay there. And one and and you know it's interesting. It, it doesn't feel like it though, but it's but what? Yeah, yeah, I know it's not. <laughs> but you know, it's interesting about it too. For a very long time, and I've worked with um, artists since, you know, in theater, and for a very long time. And one of the things that I had a, um, I'll say it, I'll say it this way. One of the things that I didn't like, I never liked to meet any of the marquee artists that I worked with. Because if they landed differently than I imagined them in my head, um, mm. 
it, you know, based on whatever I, I wanted to assume about them or assume about their their way of moving me through song, you know, mm-hmm. and and that and I've had a few hiccups along the way, you know, mm-hmm. dated a few hiccups along the way, <laughs> you know, so it's kind of like you you nothing like you, you ain't like that song, <laughs> you know, like just just a weird way. Oh, shout out to DJ Beloved who joined us now. He's a huge Rasan Patterson fan. Um, but can I can I just before you move on can I just piggyback on what you're saying Uh now I too have had those kinds of experiences via interviewing artists right and Mm -hmm. and getting opportunities different opportunities to meet artists that I love and there are some that I wish in retrospect that I in hindsight that I had not met Mm -hmm. but let me just say about this young man in front of me now, mm-hmm. I'm just, you, I don't know if you noticed, but I'm all drawn in and I don't <laughs> usually sit all up in the spring. You know, I'm, I'm usually back and, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm, I'm doing the technical stuff too. So I'm mm-hmm. all miss Tammy too much as they Tammy call me. Too much. <laughs> but just as I am drawn into his music, when like I could be doing something and I hear a song, I'm like, well, who in the fuck is that? <laughs> and it's none other than, you know, Mr. Patterson here. I'm like, you know, and sometimes I'm, I'm like surprised all over again how much I love your voice and, and what you do with a particular song. And I'm also one of, the, one of those people that consider myself a, a purist. I'm a, sort of a snob, yeah. Um, when it comes to music and singing and, and lyrics and so forth. Um, we're, we're liner girls. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily like remakes, but, mm-hmm. and, and I can be so judgmental for someone who can't carry hold or even see a note, but that's not true. Th- there's, there's nothing that you have remade that I've heard that has not floored me and I mean slammed me to the mm. floor and mm. now mm, as you. as I listen to you just and, and tell your story I am just as drawn in you are an amazing spirit and I I mm. couldn't let you leave this show without sincerely sincerely saying to you oh my god thank you so much for sharing you with us because you wow thank you thank you you're welcome that wasn't a question by the way I just had to say it so people saying uh, you know so I'm sorry Rezzy no 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 that's fine that's fine actually I mean this this is part of what we do best we we uh, want to deliberately celebrate folks and give them their flowers while they can smell them you know, and then have, an, and we got a whole bunch of folks over here chiming in, following, we got Smokey Mitchells that, that she's been following your career since the 90s and still listening to that same CD today. Not too many artists would you be able to pick up something they did from decades ago and still put it on and have it move you and, and mm-hmm. you know, still access it. Now, you're one of those, you know. Mm-hmm. Who, who do you, who's in your, who's on your playlist? Who do you listen to? For the last two weeks, I've been listening to this artist named Remy Wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a young girl uh, out of California. 
And apparently she was on American Idol, like maybe one of the later, later, later seasons and didn't make it to the show. I think she may have been on the audition rounds and disappeared. You know, she may have she may have been one that they wanted and then she was gone. But I found her through another artist who has a song that I love. His name is Cautious Clay. Mm. And she is one of the guest vocalists on his song called Cheesin'. And there's different vocalists that come in and out and her voice just stuck out to me. And so I went and did some investigative work and tried to find her. Mm. And then I came across an EP she put out. Mm. And she has a song called Woo that I was on a drive to the desert by myself and maybe about an hour and a half out from where my destination was. I had scrolled through, found the EP, skimmed through a few songs and then played Woo. And for the rest of that trip, that drive, I listened to that song on repeat mm. and listened to that song every day, probably for like a week and a half. And because um, that's what I do. Like when I when something gets me, mm-hmm. I can hear it all day, all night. Same song. Now, did you for listen, weeks. Did you listen to it straight out or did you resonicize it? No, I listened to it straight out, like, because I liked her, her voice, but then when I got to her EP and I, like, listened to the first song on it, lyrically, I was like, oh, she's that girl, like, the way she communicates through the song, I was like, oh, shit, and then by the time it got to Woo, which was the third song, the shit was funky, and there is a B section that she has on that song, excuse me, that it was it's one of those things I wish I wrote. Mm. Okay. You know, one, of those, one, of, one of those melodies that I wish came from me. But at the same time, it just resonated. It was like, it was so funky. And the melody was so stink. And I was just like, ooh. And then I couldn't really make out what she was saying until maybe like a week later. And mm. then when I saw what she was saying, I was like, oh, shit. Mm. So Remy Wolf. And right now I am stuck on Deborah Bond's radio. She's out of D.C., I believe. I don't, and I'm not certain if it's Deborah or Deborah. Either way, the song radio that she put out two Fridays ago. Beautiful song. Mm. Beautiful song. Mm. Beautiful song. So good. So I've been listening to that every day. So those two songs in particular for the last two and a half weeks, those have been my joints. What does what does the room have to look like for you to write? What does your writing room look like? You got incense and and what you got going on? Like like Give me that image. What you got going on? You in the kitchen? What you doing? Let me tell you. I I write in the studio, you know, in the booth as the song is playing over and over and over and over and over. 
sitting on the floor, you know, and I'll just keep the engineer playing it on loop and I'll come up with parts and parts will be given to me and then I'll stand up and sing it. But I'm not the kind of person who really is at home and like doing that. Mm-hmm. Although there are moments where like I could be before COVID, like be out at a bar, mm-hmm. drinking by myself, mostly if I'm by myself and I'll hear melodies and like a lyric and then I'll go outside and put it on my voice notes on my mm-hmm. phone. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm not somebody who needs a whole setting to feel like, okay, now come. You know, it's it's at it's at random times. Mm-hmm. If it's not when I'm in the studio, specifically creating to write, you know, and every now and then, I could be in the car driving, and a thought will pass, and it'll be lyrical, and then I'll, you know, type it in my notes, you know, and then maybe go back to it later, maybe. Mm-hmm. What about yeah. house music? What do you think about house music? What do I think about house music? Mm-hmm. What do you mean, what do I think about house music? What do you house think? music is everything. It's everything. Okay. It's everything for me. Mm-hmm. And it'll be when I am pre-COVID mm-hmm. at house clubs, one in particular in Los Angeles that I would go to. Um, they would have a night called Dirty Dirty House with uh, what's his name? Something Powell. Can't think of it right now. Tony Powell. So he would spend every other Thursday. And so I had been going there for years since like early 2000s. And it would be in the midst of celebrating and rejoicing with house music lovers and having that connection with spirit, you know, mm-hmm. when lyrics and melodies would come to me and I would leave to go outside and like, you know, put what? stuff on my voice notes and things. I'm being, but a, I love house music. I, I love house music. I'm, I'm being a little, um, opportunist here because we got one of the biggest house music producers that I'm aware of on the on the feed right now and his ass and I'm, I'm gonna call him out lovingly because his ass tunes in to the show when we we have we must have one of his faves on because he's all up and down this scroll right now T Powell yeah that's who he's talking about beloved Tony well, yeah, he he just typed uh, in T Powell, so he must know who yeah, you're talking Tony about. Yeah, Tony Powell. Yeah, Tony yeah. Powell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, it you know you you y'all need to collaborate on something, um, DJ Beloved, because uh, <laughs> he's he's on he's one of those. And yeah, I I I know I know your moves, man. I just want to tell you that straight out, because um, you're only on here when you when you when we got one of your faves on. So it must be something about Rasan. <laughs> It brings all the boys to the yard, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I love house music, though. Like, it's church. Absolutely. Absolutely. Church. Yes. It is It is literally church without all that other bullshit. Yeah. But you know, yeah. What's, you know what's interesting? Um, before you came on, I played a couple of your more danceable tunes. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself, because I, I never actually 
kind of played them the way I did. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, why don't we have more of that? <laughs> I mean, I don't, well, don't get me wrong. Don't stop with the neo soul giving me some, some. You oh know, yeah, yeah. Don't give, don't stop giving me that. But yeah, well, you know, it has always been incorporated into my catalog over the years. Um, I think it really started to become more prominent initially, like with Say It Ain't Love from mm-hmm. Love and Stereo. Mm-hmm. You know, tapped into that a little bit there. And, but even prior to that, you know, I've been going to the clubs. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. been. <laughs> Chicago, Atlanta, See. New York, LA, you know what I mean? Warehouse, tracks, tracks, yeah. you know, Loretta's, like all of that. So I always had a deep love for it. And so I was very cognizant that It Ain't Love was intentionally going to begin down that road, you know. Because mm. people have a tendency to get stuck where they discover you. Mm. And that's true. Mm. And you that's know? true. And that's a sad truth. Yeah. It's, 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 it's unfortunate to an extent. It's understandable, though, because music resonates with people so much as a capsule of time. Mm. So when people's fondest memories of their life or you know, whatever age they are at a particular time that your record came out and if they just started college, it's their college experience, if they just, you know, got a new job, you know, whatever, or just had a kid, like it captures a moment in time for people. So I understand it. Um, However, I've never been someone who understands it and plays along with it for Mm -hmm. people's comfort you know i'm gonna go and do what i need to do and still sprinkle some stuff here and there to let you know that that guy still exists right however this is my expression i'm not telling your story Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if my story resonates with you that's fabulous if -hmm. it doesn't you should also be able to just listen to the experience from an outside perspective without the expectation that you're going to need to relate to it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Because I think that's, that's where it gets tricky sometimes. And people assume, Oh my God, I don't like that. Cause you're not going through that. That's what I'm going. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm going through. I mean, yeah. And so, you know, if I choose to articulate lyrically in a different way than I did when I was 23 and you missed the four albums in between, what the new one is, that's your problem. Right, right. You got to go back and catch up. You know what I mean? Right. Because you've missed the evolution because mm. it's all been transcendental. You know what I mean? Like, so you got to go and do the work, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to stop to wait for y'all because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm not that guy. Right. There are many people who will absolutely stay right there because it's safe because that's what people love them the most you know if they sing songs about xyz or if they sing in this tone if they hit this kind of note then you know people are pleased 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, that could have been I, messages from like record companies that they seldom get it right, you know, uh, anyway, like messages they've heard from management. Mm-hmm. Your base messages, I'll, I'll add. You totally, know. totally, totally. Quick and I, I, I had all of that too. You know what I mean? I had all of that shit. <laughs> there, there were there were attempts there were attempts there were attempts to get me to not do certain things to not wear certain things mm-hmm. you know so you know I am doing a showcase in December of 1996 my album comes out the next month so I'm in New York doing a showcase that the label has you know, bought out for me to come with the band, set up all the promotional stuff. Woo, 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 woo. And prior to this night, I had been wearing a t-shirt wrapped around my head with a bun out of the t-shirt, you know, holding my afro down. Woo. <laughs> they went through so many attempts in one night before I got on that stage to get me to not wear a head wrap. Mm. And they even sent my friend who sang with me at the time. They took that route Mm. to my friend. Get him to not wear that. So she came in and was like, look, these motherfuckers are trying to get you to not wear that. Dang. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I know, but that's not happening. So (laughs) we about to do this show. Like, (laughs) you know, the fuck, you can't tell me what the fuck to wear. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not that guy. I'm clear Mm -hmm. on who I am, Mm -hmm. what I want to do, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the image that is being projected is me. So cut to music soul child's debut, head wrap, bun, and it's okay. Mm. But I couldn't do it. Mm. You know what I mean? That happened all the time. Mm. It happened all the time. Mm. Everything, for the most part, that I did creatively and suggested would be resisted. Mm. You know, outside of music. Like, that was like, y'all can't come in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all can't dictate this at all. This is my gift. Mm-hmm. This is what I do. Y'all do what the fuck y'all do. Mm-hmm. And once I turn this record over to you, that's when y'all do that, what y'all do. I don't do what y'all do. And right. I'm not going to tell y'all how to do what y'all do. So y'all can't come here and tell me how to do what I'm doing. Right, right. You know, and I don't care if y'all's feelings are hurt, Amen. y'all's egos are crushed, or if y'all want to deny me the opportunity now because y'all mad. If that's what happens, okay. Hmm. You know, somewhere along the line, uh, there is someone that needs to hear just that today. Yeah, that shit still happens. Mm-hmm. That shit mm-hmm. still happens. And that is why the most important thing, when people ask me, what would you tell up-and-coming artists, singers, da 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 You got to be so clear on who you are. Because if you're not, mm. you will become someone else. Mm. 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 You'll become that- somebody else, and you'll justify it in between time, like, well, I'm doing it for this and I'll get this. But once I get there, then I'll. Mm. And mm. then I'll. Like, no. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No. It's super powerful about being able to walk in any room who you are. Yeah. 
powerful about that, period. It is. And, you know, I got to say that because I was raised in the family that I was raised in, that has everything to do with it. Yeah. You know, the, the family that I was raised in, we were allowed to be who we are, you know, and in your discovery of your freedoms, you understood when you looked at all of your aunts and your uncles and your grandparents that they were so fabulous because they were free. That's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And you are just an extension and representation of that lineage, you know? So everything that people see and feel from me, what I do, it is very representative of where I come from. I just happen to be the one designated to do this thing, to use the platform to magnify who my family is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Javon, you want to play a little rapid fire with your song? I absolutely do, but before I oh, do... Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but before yeah. I do... and What you doing? Don't, 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 don't be scared. We're not going to hurt you, sir. <laughs> I just want to say that I also want to... Uh, yeah, I absolutely fucking love... Um, the duet that you did with Cy Smith, um, Night. Oh, one of them nights. Oh, my oh, God. Y'all oh, took that song and taught that shit a new one and created it and built, re- recreated it and built it up and had thank me dancing you. on the floor. So thank you so much for that. Sir. She'll love to hear that. Yeah, we had her on the show a little while ago. We had a good time yeah. with her, yeah. That's before her new song came out, right? Right, Her remake right. of Feeling Good, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love Cy. Yeah, yeah, she's good news. So yes, let let us play rapid fire. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Yes. So respond. Rapid fire is a word association game, and it just gives folks a peek behind the veil. You know. Okay. And I'll start off, and I'll say a word, and you say what immediately comes to mind. Of course, you know there's no censoring. So what immediately comes to mind, I'll go, and then Javon will have her way with you. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. And and uh one of one of our um listeners here who put some comments said that you can bring all the boys and the girls to, to the, the yard. yard. To the yard. Amen. Amen. Mm. All right. <laughs> so, um you ready? Yeah. Okay. Family. Love. Children. Truth. Melody. A gift. Community. Mandatory. God. Black men. God. Love. God. Visionary. Alien. Hmm. (laughs) Sex. Heat. Hmm. 
Okay. You're up next, Javon. No, you have to give him one more. You can't do nine. Oh, oh that was <laughs> nine? nine? Okay. All right. <laughs> you my, have to make it even. Okay. My ten. My tenth one. Hmm. Bandros. Hmm. A gift. See, that, see how perfect that tenth one was. That was, yeah. was perfect. Perfect. Okay. For some reason, my tongue is just not working. Words are not coming out of my mouth properly. Forgive me. I'm articulate usually and quite goofy, but it's just not working for me tonight. So, uh, personality. Fire. Authenticity. Needed. Recreation. A must. Truth. Honor. God. Black people. Shaka Khan. God. <laughs> That's all I got for you. <laughs> mm, mm. What's up next, Son? What you working on new? What am I working on new? Mm-hmm. Um, right now... I am creating merchandise to give to the people. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. I'm still I'm still in heroes and gods myself, you know. So I okay. can I can wait for whatever you got coming, but I'm still yeah. here, you know, um, which was amazing body of work by the way. Thank you. Thank you. What was the inspiration behind some of it? Can you can you tell us what you felt when you wrapped the project, what you thought about it? It was a reminder of the fact that we come from God mm. and that we are descendants of God. And so we must remember that at all times and and walk through life knowing that with certainty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing body of work. And for Absolutely. those of you who have not seen it, this is seventh studio album, Heroes and Gods. One last thing, Rasan, because we are an international radio internet radio show, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, licensed. And we would like to get a drop. We'd be honored okay. to give us a drop for rotation. Okay. Yes. And the call, the call numbers are W, letters are WJBR Internet Radio. WGPR? J. B. W. WJBR. B as in boy or basement. WJBR. Right. Yeah. Internet Radio. Yeah. Right. So. Wait, wait, wait. I have a, a, a request. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Can you make your drop lyrical? Like, can you, like, kind of sing it a little bit? <laughs> and yeah. that, you hit him with that voice, though? What? Was, Which one? Silky <laughs> voice. Wait a Did minute. I, but, you know, look, it, it's him. He, uh-huh. Um... This is Rasan, 
and you're listening to WBJR. Fuck. I fucked it up. It's WJBR, right? Yes. Yeah. WJBR. Okay. This is Rasan, and you're listening to WJBR, Internet Radio. Nice. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. And I'm sorry, I fucked that up. No, no. we you <laughs> no, 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 no. That's fine. That's fine. And if you could give us a, a drop for this show. Mm-hmm. Which okay, in the basement. In the basement with Javon and Therese. Yeah. What's up? This is Rasan Patterson and you're listening to In the Basement with Javon and Therese. You. Thank you so much. You're so dope. You're welcome. How can everybody find you, follow you? They can find me on Instagram, Rasan Patterson. Uh, they can go to my website, Rasan.com, www.rahsaan, and Facebook, Rasan Patterson Music. And Twitter, my name is too long with the number two. <laughs> Where did you come up with that? My name is too long. My- my the letters of my name wouldn't fit. <laughs> that is funny. Too many, too, too, too many letters. Happy belated birthday to Rasa. Thank you so much. Happy Thank belated you. birthday. Everybody you. have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your week. And Thank you everybody for listening and yes. watching and all that. Don't let them storm your house. Don't let them storm your house, you know. The, the leave leave all the all the drama on the outside and Usa on the inside. Thank yes. you so much. Would you ever come back and talk to us again? Oh, absolutely. Yay. I, I'm I'm just like, wow. Totally we would, I would. You know, if you are working on anything that you need, we have a majority international based audience. But okay. if you're working on anything, you want to come in, we have a segment where you ring the bell and you just pop in and say, Hey, what's that? Oh, okay. That's good to know. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, any anytime, anytime. You're you have open pass. You you know, we'll send you a link and you just come on and tell us what you're working on and we'll be more than happy to play it, show it. Whatever. Promote Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, this is your okay. show now. You family. You family. Okay. Tell Mo I said hello, please. I will absolutely do that. Yes, right. tell her I said hi too. <laughs> yeah, we'll bye everybody. Have a have a safe safe evening. Hi everybody, you're in the basement with Jamon and Therese. This is Melba Moore. Still in the basement, no longer alone With my homegirl Therese on the microphone Music politics are just chatting it up Brunch in the basement, see that's what's up you never know who might run through Legendary artist or someone brand new You miss a lot when you miss one day At least that's what I heard somebody say But it doesn't really matter what whoever says It's always a good show With Javon and Therese Yeah Brunch in the basement With Javon and Therese Yeah
Come on, everybody's a friend in my head. I already know everybody. <laughs> One day I'll tell you about me and Shaka Khan, but you know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, but she doesn't know anything about it. But anyway. No, she doesn't. She just she wasn't even there actually. But anyway. Losses <laughs> though, Jay. <laughs> like, she's got a, I'm gonna send y'all something. I'll definitely get an address. I'll send y'all something. You can send me some cologne. Because, I mean, cologne, you know. Like yeah. <laughs> I just in case I send me some I want to smell really, you know, oh, nice. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, Doki, man. Whatever you With time, so and we thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, thank well, you. thank you. This part, that little piece, I'm just gonna keep and play it all the time for myself. <laughs> but no, just do this. is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VTW void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus